How is this helping our sound check? All right, that seems it is, fine. It is lower now, though, too. Huh? It is lower now, too. Uh, yeah, because you were getting mad at me for uh, spiking, so I... I uh... No, 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 the radiator is quieter. Like, after the initial, like... <clears throat> yeah, it's like that. Anyway. Um... I don't have a sponsor today. This episode brought to you... By an endowment for the national, for the, what is it? The National, the national endowment, endowment for, for the, the Arts. And by viewers like you. <laughs> I need to see if I can get the, uh, the PBS. NPR. Was it NPR? What, what was PBS? PBS was also viewers like you. I think it was also National Endowment for the Arts. Liz, what the fuck do I know? Absolutely nothing. We've established that. We do know that my that the, the downstairs neighbors are drag racing again. So, you know, uh, hum, humble listeners, beautiful listeners. You're not humble. Who are you kidding? You should be proud that you're listening to this podcast. This should be the best part of your life. Um, if you hear the sound of loud cars backfiring, um, we're not being shot at. My downstairs neighbor tragically had his dick amputated as a child. And this is the only way he can feel like a man. So many burns in one. <laughs> Masterfully done. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> so, listeners, uh, today, Liz and I are drinking coffee. Yes. Because we are recording during our lunch break. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who needs to do work? Just, just remember, uh, being a big law attorney is a bit being like one of the protagonists on Friends, who I have been told spent all of their working days in a coffee shop. I haven't seen the show. But one of them worked at the coffee shop. Uh Oh, oh, I know this. Uh, Jennifer Gunter. Jennifer Aniston worked at the coffee shop. Did she, did she work shop. at the coffee shop? Yes. And I the, didn't know she worked at the coffee shop. I thought it was just the, the, the extra. This is cultural knowledge that I picked up as an immigrant. Come on, Liz. So I do know. Come on, I, Liz. I, you talk about the 90s all the fucking time. I, Come on. I think his name is Gunter. Uh, the, the weird guy the in weird the coffee guy. shop. Yeah, and, and... Be, because I know because I used to I used to be an actress. Um, and he is legendary because he showed up for a cattle call looking for extras for a pilot for the show that nobody was ever going to watch. And they went to the extras and they're like, "All right, it's L.A. One of you has worked in a coffee shop. We need an extra who knows how to work the espresso machine." And he went, "Oh, I, I know how to work the espresso machine." And they went, good, get behind the counter. You're the barista now. And Did he not know? No, he knew how to work. Oh, he, okay. he was the only one who'd worked in a I coffee shop. I thought that shop. was the joke, was that he he didn't know. No, and, and from being an extra who had never been in anything before, he parlayed that into a recurring role on one of the most popular TV shows of all time because he had at one time worked in a coffee shop. There is hope. There is hope. Not for me, but Nor maybe me. for you. I worked at a sandwich shop. So you could work the sandwich machine 
Yeah, the sandwich machine. <laughs> the panini press, I believe they're called. Actually, I lied. I wasn't the one making the sandwiches. I worked in the back at a sandwich shop, so I was dicing tomatoes and washing lettuce. Can't even work a panini press. I, I, <laughs> well, they let me use sharp objects, so at least they oh my had God. mild trust. How do you trust have all me? your fingers? Oh, that's what. Ha- oh, I wondered why that finger was so much shorter than the other. What I, what I couldn't do was talk to people quickly who want something from me, carry out that task efficiently without crying. Social anxiety. Like, and I don't know why. It, it, it's social anxiety. Because Dude. I don't know why. Every time someone would tell me the very simplest of tasks, Mem- I would get so Mem- overwhelmed. Mem- Mem- Memphis. What? I think this is why we drink. Because when we're sober, all of our personal baggage just comes pouring out. Oh, my God. The coffee's <laughs> making me more alert and aware of my shortcomings. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, you want to you wanna read a chapter of Smut? We've had, like, two sex scenes in a row. Um, actually, this one's your chapter. No, the last one was my chapter, wasn't it? No, I read the last one, which is them shopping at Saks. Oh, God, I forgot that even happened. And it, we just recorded that last week. Mm-hmm. That's right. There was an entire chapter, which was, and then they went shopping. Yeah, and nothing occurred. And here comes the tow truck to to tow Dickless away. Um, (laughs) Don't know if you can hear that backup siren, but it's it's a coming. Just like Michaela will be. Not maybe in this chapter? I don't know. Maybe. Chapter 9. Even the cars think you're racist. Take take this cat. This is this is all gonna be cut anyway. I'm gonna pull these these curtains. Ah, uh, okay. Um, because that at least blocks some of the sound out. Hello, child. Whoop. There you go. Just just sit with me, child. Oh, there's a little there's a little traffic man out there. There we go. Somebody wrecked their car. It was dickless. I actually feel bad for my neighbor downstairs uh, because he's a lovely man. It's my neighbor upstairs that had his dick tragically removed as a child. He got it caught in a door at Disney World. They had to chop it off in location and then an alligator ate it. What? I I don't get along well with my upstairs neighbor. (laughs) That happened to my uncle, actually. Not his dick, his finger. He got it caught in a door at Disneyland, um, one of the metal doors in the Disney World. Disney World? Disneyland? I don't know. Either California or Florida. It doesn't matter. Disney Resort. They were staying in a hotel. He went out on the balcony, and the balcony had a metal door, and he was fucking around, as little kids are wont to do. And he got his finger caught in the metal door, and the Disney door chopped his finger off. I mean, remember that little like, kid? Like, that... off. And they, and they sewed it back on at the Disney Hospital. Didn't um, know they had one. I, I don't know if it was the Disney Hospital or if it was just, like, the Orlando and or whatever the town it is in California Hospital. But he has no fingers in his, in that finger. He has no fingers. He has no feeling in that finger. And uh, he likes going up to people and just flicking them as hard as he can because it feels like you've been shot because he doesn't he can't judge how hard it is and um when he was a little like when he was younger and drunker he used to set it on fire as a bark trick 
Yeah. I my... feel like you're from the hickest hick town in all of hickdom. Well, let me tell you. Like, as a bar trick, my uncle would set his hands on fire. Let me tell you about, uh... We should cut that story. It's a little too recognizable. Is it? I feel like, as a Pi- non- Pineapple. Pineapple? Okay. Chapter 9. Chapter 9. Chapter 9. Chapter 9. We've done this joke chapter nine. every time. Chapter 9. Every time. Have we? Yes, we have. It's only the third time we've had a chapter 9. And we've done it every time. And it's been funny every time. It's not even been tolerable. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> After a few texts, Try that again. Texts. Texts. Te- texts? What is that? Somatic satiation? Is that is that what the... After a few texts. After a few instant messages and an email from Cal checking up on my, quote, stomach problem, I finally break down and meet him for lunch. <clears throat> Pocketed it. He looks superbly handsome, and I'm not blind to the fact that a few women are checking him out. She's so shallow! I sigh. (sighs) (sighs) I... You're... No, I know, but it bothers... I I closed you. Why are you making noise? You are closed. I sigh. (sighs) I wish... I wish I wanted to check him out that way, but my feelings are so conflicted. First. Oh my God. First. We're going to do this again, Liz. First. First. There's the fact that I'm completely in lust with my boss. And we spent all weekend doing the nastiest of things to each other. One. No, you didn't. But. But she keeps doing this, Liz. We're still reading the same book. Why is she re-giving us the lore? I mean, things that could get us locked up in certain states. Sodomy. They did it in the butt. Well, Congratulations, I mean, they've moved from vanilla sex to they did it in the butt once. Well, also, you, you just since, since we are attorneys, yeah. since 2003, Lawrence v. Texas, that has not been a crime. I know, but I think she means sodomy. I know, I know she means sodomy, but the those laws were struck Butt down stuff. by the 2003 Supreme Court opinion, Lawrence v. Texas. But stop! It's legal now. Everybody should do it at least once. Oh my god. What's the worst thing that could oh happen? Oh my god. Do the butt stuff. I... Do the butt stuff. I, I, why is, do, 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 First, it's because I'm totally in lust with my boss. Yeah, we were there. It just happened. Also, I appreciate uh, that Sawyer has no idea how to describe butt stuff. So she just vaguely described it as 
something that's illegal in certain states. I know, and something so nasty. It's like, come, come on. on. Yeah. Give me a description G- give us a of description. an unfathomable cock Entering creeping her- up your colon. <laughs> like a mole. Or like some sort like of... Like a bur- python. Yeah, like a burrowing animal. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Oh I'm feeling... <laughs> I'm just imagining it slithering up. <laughs> As a queer, oh my god! As as a queer, and uh, have we established that you're also a queer, Liz, or am I outing you? I I am, in fact, a a queer. (gasps) You kiss other women with that mouth, um, and men, and other every all, um, she's describing this like like a suburban middle aged mother. The nastiest, the nastiest of things. thing we've never heard of the gays. The, the nastiest of things that I can't even print a description of. <laughs> it's that's her world of sex. It is missionary and too nasty to describe. And too nasty to describe. <laughs> More importantly, and something I have only recently discovered is that Cal had allegedly slept with Matt's wife. Whoa. (laughs) Don't know why I said it that way, but it seems like it fits. I say allegedly because I don't know the truth of the matter. I only know the very brief bit of information that Matt told me two chapters ago, so we don't need to rehash. Thank you, Michaela. And since he refused to talk about it any further, I just didn't know what to believe. I intend to find out more today. Hey, Cal, did you sleep with uh, Matt's wife? Yeah, actually, he was abusive and wouldn't let her get a divorce, and she's happier now. Alternatively, he wasn't abusive. They were just separated. That's fine, too. I don't know. I've Given Matt's track record of behavior, he seems like a scary man to leave. Cal stands when I reach the table and gives me a hug. He looks me over and says, You look much better. Are you feeling fine now? You look much better. I take it you're feeling fine now? God, if only he knew how fine I felt. Oh my god, just for one second, after the, in the moment. After the amount of orgasms I had this weekend, <laughs> I was feeling loose and relaxed in a way that no professional masseuse could ever make me feel. That's so weird! I'm fine, I assure him. I'm really sorry for bailing on you last week. Liz, I'm sorry. I just need to... Give me a second. It's the coffee. It's the coffee. It's the coffee. It's making this even weirder. (laughs) Hey, how are you? And her brain goes, I've been fucked so well. I'm so good. Yesterday I had sex. You you can just be fine. How how are you feeling today? Loose and horny and orgasmatic. Orgasmatic. The postcoital glow, do you see it? Orgasmically fine. Cal shoots me a winsome smile. No worries. Shit happens. Uh, no pun intended. I laugh and pick up the menu to peruse it. As I'm weighing my options, Cal says, So, I was hoping I could talk you into dinner one night this week. Glancing up, I see the earnestness in Cal's face. He likes me. He wants to get to know me. 
He's asking me out on a freaking date because he wants to build something with me. It's written all over his face. Yes, we get it. Oh my God, we get it. We get it, Michaela. I should be whooping with joy, crawling on his lap, smothering Ew. him with kisses Ew. before I say yes. What are you, a dog? He's not asking you to marry. Like, he's not saying, will you marry me? He's saying, you want to get dinner. Liz, This she's so deprived by Matt of, like, any respect or decency. Some man wants to get to know her. Hey, why don't we have dinner so we can get to know each other? I should be crawling on my knees with gratitude. Girl. <sighs> He is everything that I lost when Pete dumped me and everything I thought I was looking for. Like, a body. A moderately fit male body. We know nothing about Cal's personality other nothing. than that he's available. Avail- no, we all we know is that he's nice and polite and available and hot. Because yeah. we know he's hot because he's being checked out by other women. Those women, by the way, are skanks. And they're encroaching on Michaela's man. One of Michaela's men. But he's not Matt. Placing the menu down, I hope to hell I have the right words. Cal, um, I don't know how to really say this, but I don't think I can go out with you. Not on a date. Cal's lips turn downturned from... Cal's lips turn Downward, Cal's lips turn downward from the rejection. Because you're interested in someone else. He says it as a statement, not as a question. I hesitantly nod at him. And that someone is Matt fucking Conover, right? Even he calls him Matt fucking Conover? With a capital F. What? No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Let me finish. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. His voice isn't mocking or even angry. He says... You good? I know what she means, but I'm going to read what she says. He says Matt's voice with a certain... with a pfft. He says Matt's voice with a sort of reverence. What? He says Matt's name with a sort of reverence. No, I know, but why is he also revering Matt? It's Matt fucking Conover, isn't it? What is... I understand. If it was anyone else, I would be hurt, but I would leave you for Matt fucking Conover as well. What? <laughs> I, con- too, once did unspeakable things with Matt fucking Conover. There's a reason his middle name is fucking. I, I think canonically Matt's middle name is fucking at this point. I, I'm... <laughs> what? Why is... Why is he revering him? And if you revere him, why did you sleep with his wife? And why are you calling him Matt fucking Conover? And why are you opposing counsel? What is happening? My mouth hangs slightly open in disbelief. What? What makes you say that? Leaning back in his chair, Matt gives me an indulgent smile. For lots of reasons. First, it was the way you looked at him when he arrived at the ball. Like someone that was starving and he was the buffet. No one talks like this. Second, the way you glared at Melody. I thought there might be a cat fight. Third, the way Matt watched you while you were dancing with me. He hated it. 
I can't believe it's that obvious, I whisper, my eyes cast downward. Another example of everyone in this book speaking exactly the same way. He, these are not grown men talking like this. No, it, it's, it's... He's respectful of her. He's not going to say, oh, you glared at this other woman and I thought there was going to be a, a cat fight between you guys. No, it, she says, it would be, what makes you say that? I saw how you were looking at him at the dance. Okay. It's like, no. You can tell I that saw he you looking at him, him. Like, like someone starving and he was the buffet. What? <laughs> what? The waiter comes up to the table <laughs> and Cal shoves, shoves him away? Shoes him away. Oh my God. <laughs> the waiter comes up to the table and Cal punches him in the face. The waiter Evidently, com- that would be the only thing that would make Michaela interested in Cal. The waiter comes are up. You t- are you looking at my woman? Shove. <laughs> the waiter comes up to the table and Cal shoes him away. It's not really. Yes, it is. It's not really. Yes, what- yes, it is. It's not really. What really brought it all together was the phone call I received as I was walking you back to the table. It was my co-counsel on a case we have against Matt, which we've been desperately trying to settle with him. He told me Matt had just called him and made an offer, said we had 15 minutes to accept it or not. What? That's also not how that works. I stare at him dumbfounded, and my mind flashes back to the memory of Matt stepping away from the table to make a phone call while I danced with Cal. That's so inappropriate! Why didn't Matt just tell you that while we were all sitting there? Because he wanted Cal to get out of the fucking way. Why indeed, Cal says with a chuckle. But isn't it obvious? He knew my co-counsel would call me. And he knew he'd call me right that very moment, which happens to coincide which happens to coincide with the time I was leading you back from the dance floor. He knew that I'd have to scramble to get up with my clients and get their permission to pay the money. He knew my clients are in London, five hours ahead of us, and it would be extremely difficult to do so. He knew that would give him time to get you alone, and I'm assuming enough time to convince you to leave with him. And that, Miss Marple, is why you killed your husband! You cannot deceive Poirot and his little gray cells. That's actually one amazing that Cal put this all together and put it in front of her. And extremely unprofessional and not how any of this works. Oh my god, Matt needs to be disbarred that, that now. That is actually a that sanctionable for disbarment. Yeah. Because you are <laughs> supposed to zealously represent your client and their best interests. And playing with settlements so that you can get laid is not ethical. No, this is so illegal. This is so many kinds of illegal. (laughs) Depending on what he did, definitely sanctionable, probably disbarrable. Yeah. If you've agreed to a settlement, not in the best interest of your client to get laid. Yeah. And. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What? You're right. But, But good on Cal for putting it all together in the. Honestly, even if I wasn't interested in Cal, that would make me wet. I'm being completely honest. If he laid out an entire elaborate plan, it was like it was step A, B, C, all the way down. And no. He also knew that my clients were in London five hours ahead of us. 
You gotta cut the accent. You're not good at it. I know. That's not a French accent. That's not a Belgian accent. That was like leaning towards German by way of Austria, by way of 1920s American, by way of I wish I had a drink. Son of a bitch, I say. Although not in a way that I'm mad about. It's more of an... I'm totally fucking in awe of Matt Conover no. and his wicked ways right at this very Jesus moment, Christ, sort of woman, saying. Stop. You gotta stop. He's. This is not ethical. This is illegal. It is not sexy. I mean, you might find it sexy that he does this, but how do you then turn around and say he's the best goddamn attorney you've ever seen? But wait, there's more. Oh my God, of course there's more. That he can be, Cal agrees, a son of a bitch. Did you settle the case? Cal's eyes flash with anger. Of course not. It took me longer than 15 minutes to get the permission to settle. Took me an hour, in fact. I texted Matt that we accepted. He texted me back the next day and said, too late, wasn't within 15 minutes. What? That's literally not how that works. And if your client, if if you ever hire a lawyer for anything and they do this, seek counsel. Seek other counsel. To, yeah. Holy shit, he's like scary smart, I say. That's not smart! (laughs) More like scary devious, he adds. Not No, that's also not devious. Cal would be like, I am submitting a complaint to the New York bar. I look Cal in the eyes. I'm really sorry. I tried to deny the feelings I have for him. I wish I could. Oh Oh my god! Cal gazes at me in sympathy, but gives me a reassuring smile. I get it, Mac. The heart wants what the heart wants. Excuse me? But please be careful. Matt is just hard to get close to. He has the ability to really hurt you. (laughs) Not one sentence of this conversation is believable. Not one sentence, Liz. Why would Cal say his name in reverence after this happened? Matt told me that you two used to be best friends. Cal nods, and I don't fail to notice that his face goes slightly red. Did he tell you the rest of the story? Not much. He only said that you slept with his wife, but he refused to say anything more. Is it true? Why would you say that and then refuse to answer questions? But this was already discussed in the last chapter. It's a pair of very sad eyes that meet mine. It's true. I betrayed him in a moment of drunken weakness, and it cost me my best friend. The air comes out of me in a rush, because I guess, deep down, I couldn't believe Cal would do something like that. He seems broken up by it, though completely remorseful and you've regretted it ever since i say because i can hear it in his voice every fucking day cal says (laughs) end chapter nine by the way yeah i think we do need to discuss some of these things (laughs) Oh my god, that detective moment. Like, I could I could see him in a parlor with a fire roaring and a bunch of British stereotypes. And a pipe. <clears throat> Did you see him that way? Because I saw him with a modern cork board and string. 
like um uh uh what's the always sunny and filled mr whatever pepe <gasps> pepe silva i've got boxes full of pepe <laughs> So I knock on her door. I go, Cheryl! Cheryl! Uh, but he... Haven't watched the show, but I have seen that scene. <laughs> I've watched a lot of that show. I know you have. <laughs> well, that's why I started this. Po- that's why we started this. I'm not a good person. Um. So Matt broke so many laws and also rules of ethics and should be disbarred and should be possibly imprisoned right he's he just fired lorraine for being mean which is absolutely fireable oh yeah being a, a shitty work colleague is absolutely a reason to be fired definitely knowing that your attorney is making settlement offers without your knowledge to get laid with a time limit that literally could not be like, turn- uh, yeah, you cannot have turnaround. You when, is because a fireable offense, especially like if you're doing this. Well, I I do I because Matt know. Matt was not just fucking with Cal. Matt fucked with Cal, Cal's co-counsel, Cal's firm, Cal's client, Cal's client who was asleep at the time made an unsanctioned offer that is going to set the, like that's going to set a bar for future settlement negotiations. Because if, if even if Matt said $500 million, take it or leave it, regardless of whether that's a fair offer or not, the next time they have a settlement negotiation, they're going to say, so last time you started at 500 million, let's start there. Maybe it's worth ten times that much. Maybe it's only worth five million. Like, but 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 whatever. This is you going to make a affect, settlement offer. This is going to affect the rest of the entire. Like, this is going to affect the rest of this entire mediation. You also are not allowed um, to make a settlement offer without clearing it with your client, and your client did not clear a settlement for fifteen minutes. Yeah, in the middle of the night while you are at a ball. With your other co-counsel, like this would go straight to the ethics committee, and they would absolutely suspend the, his license or disbar him. I mean, I've I've heard of some clients who will say things like, who who are repeat players in certain spaces, and will say, "I have open approval if you can get any case settled for fifty thousand dollars," and and I've seen that before. Is Somebody will pick up the phone and they'll say, look, I've done some back of an envelope uh, calculations and said, and I believe that this will cost both of us 500 grand to deal with. And then it's not going to, and neither one of us is going to leave happy or we can give you 50 grand right now when you go away. Like I've seen that, but if you've already reached the point where this has been a contentious mediation for months now, you can't say you can't offer a settlement. You, you can't do this. There is no circumstances ever where this is even remotely. What if they've accepted? That's the what thing. if they what had if gotten accepted? back? You can't then like, this you is going to go. You can't rescind the offer. You're not allowed. Like you're not allowed to rescind the offer. This is a contract. That's how settlements work. This is a contract. Matt offered, Matt offered Cal's firm a contract for millions of dollars, probably 
on behalf of his client without telling his client or getting advance permission. And his client would never have given, like if his client wanted to settle, his client would have never let him do it at a gala yeah. in 15 minutes while he knows the other, that the, that the other client on the other side is in London. Yeah. This would go straight to an ethics committee. There is no reverence here. This is a, what the fuck did this guy do? Yeah. There, and it would go there, and it would be investigated and they would bring Cal and they would bring Cal's co-counsel and they would say, okay, so Cal, while you were dancing with the, with his ex-girlfriend, you received a call saying you had 15 minutes to settle? Yeah. Like, and that Michaela would find this endearing is frightening. And she can't hold both those thoughts. Matt cannot be an amazing fucking attorney who's so smart and and envied by everyone in the arena and also pull garbage stunts like this. This is a bridge-burning stunt. Oh yeah, Any... this is bridge burning because they are going to report you. Well, and and in settlement negotiations, it's it is adversarial. You're on opposite sides and you're adverse to each other. Only one side can leave completely happy. But it's not combative. You're trying to reach a point where everyone leaves equally unhappy. Because you're never going to have a situation where everyone is happy, but you want to have a situation where everyone is the same amount of unhappy. And what Matt has said right there is, I don't give a fuck what you want. I'm going to just fuck with you. Which means that from here on out, any attempt, like, if you ever need to ask for an extension of a deadline, if you ever need to reschedule a, a negotiation, like... The other side is going to do anything they can to fuck over Matt. Because we're courteous to each other. We may not even like each other, but it's a courtesy. That's that's a that's a secret that like Lawyers don't hate each other. Some people don't don't really know about lawyers is yeah, we don't hate each other. We're it's a job. It's a job. And we all interact with each other a lot. So you know, it 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 is the ideal is everybody all the attorneys leave happy even if the clients aren't necessarily happy you'll see attorneys that finish in a settlement negotiation everything's good they shake hands and then they go you want to get coffee and then they chat because they're friends and matt has burned all those bridges he's destroying working relationships he's hurting his client He's hurting Cal's working relationships and Cal's client all because he wanted to get his dick wet an hour earlier. And he could have propositioned her after the dance. And a few, a few more points just to like stress this. All of at this level of attorneying at the corporate attorney level, we all went to, most of us went to the same schools. We One, one of 10 schools, kinda. 15 yeah we're all from the same pool of people we all went to school together we all know each other and here's the thing what one of your attorney uh, sorry let me start over an attorney working against you in one case is going to be your co-counsel in in the next case 
And if you're both good at your job and have a good working relationship, the attorney you're against in one case might be your future partner. Yeah, because if because with all the specialties that companies need, say you're working for a giant company and you are against company A hires law firm A in a lawsuit. Law firm A is against law firm B in a civil car crash litigation or something. The next case, like they win, but they're very impressed by law firm B. Then that that company says, I really liked those guys. For the next case, we're doing uh, an insurance case, a personal injury, whatever it is. We want them on our side. Or even if so if if law firm A, if if Allen Law Firm hears that there's a personal injury suit, but they don't do personal injury, then they'll go, we don't actually do this right now. We don't have a an area, and you know, or we don't have capacity, or we don't have capacity, or there's a conflict, but. Like there might be a conflict, and like we're representing yeah. the other side, but we but we but know we people. but we have a good working relationship with the Barker Law Firm. They're excellent. We don't have any conflicts. We'd recommend you seek them out. That doesn't happen as often nowadays because we have these giant fucking conglomerates. But but it it is important to maintain good relationships, and this is. Yeah, so bad. And the even even the associates and partners go from one firm to the next. All the time. You know, it's it's. Like, I get recruiting emails every single day. It's so frustrating. It's it's like who who's two Samsung and Apple. Sure, they are always there's literally always a Samsung v Apple, Apple v Samsung pending. They are always suing each other. It's because Samsung keeps stealing Apple's innovations. Sure, that's and- what you think. <laughs> But but if you were to sit their two CEOs together, do you think they would actually hate each other with passion or Oh no, I'm it's, I'm sure I'm sure business. they go to all the same restaurants and the same clubs. They go to and all the same out. restaurants. Yeah. They probably like they probably have meetings all the time. All the coders like and it's even less likely that you expect the people who code for Apple to hate the people Tim, who code for Samsung. Tim, Tim Apple and Tom Samsung <laughs> to have have drinks all the time. I don't know who Samsung's current CEO is, but me neither. But for and last example, me, me and Liz, yeah, Liz and I, we work at different firms. We Grammar. are. <laughs> I think not not on any matters together, but your firm is adverse to mine in some matters, and there is one where we are co counsel. Oh yeah, um, I actually, I, I every so often I'll be reviewing a filing of an adverse, of no, adverse party, and you're like, huh, my friend, and, works and there. then I'll, and then I'll just see, um law firm b and i'll go oh hey memphis works at law firm b uh and 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 then i'll like think hey it's not personal and you don't want a hey asshole what you doing (laughs) represent and you don't want a reputation of being a dick because then nobody likes you and the last thing i really the last thing i want to say about the ethics of this yeah is i'm not saying you have to do this but i think it would be good form for former best friends who one slept with the other one's wife, you'd why recruise, you, you'd you would recuse yourself. You would. It would just be too personal. You wouldn't. The client wouldn't be happy with it. Be like, oh, that guy slept with your wife. Um, Can we get a less emotional attorney or someone less emotionally invested? Yeah. Because as a client, you're like, okay, are you working in my best interest? Or are you just trying to stick it to this guy? Because I'm paying you, right? Every hour of your time is paid for. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's a long rant. We spent 12 minutes ranting. That's a lot of that's going to need to be cut. That's fine. Um, we'll, we'll cut some, but all of this deserves to be said in some form or another. This is not normal and not ethical and probably illegal. Too much coffee. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. Boy, that chapter enraged us. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Less sex, more just straight discussions of ethics. That's what our listeners want. Yeah. Uh, hope your New Year's going well. Um, if you liked it, like it. If if you enjoy, if you like, meaning enjoyed it, uh, then like it, meaning push an arbitrary button that gives arbitrary internet points to podcasters you're never going to meet. Yes. All right. Thank Bye. you. <laughs>